Brad Hort talks sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Ring, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back, Valorians. It's, Seems like we're stuck 300 years in the future. I know. It's been a while. It's been that long, 300 years. Yeah. Since last episode. That's about right, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 300 years. Yeah. Big jump. Give or take. Yeah. What could go wrong? A whole lot of things in 300 years, apparently. A, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Before we jump into that, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. You can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and at soundcloud.com as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over is writing something amazing about it. And, Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can find us on, uh, well, you can find me on Twitter. Brad's not on Twitter anymore. You guys know that. Yeah. Um, I am Jen Dev. He is Ramblin' Brad over on IG. You can also somewhat find us on Facebook. Right, Brad? Yeah, somewhat find us on Facebook. In the Facebook <laughs> groups. <laughs> exactly. We have our Van Helsing Peer Fan and Facebook group. And we have our Brad and Court Talk Peer Fan and Facebook group as well. Also, you can follow Peer Fandom there and on all the other platforms. They've got TikTok and Snapchat and what's the other ones the young people are doing? Because we're old. <laughs> yeah, t- TikTok. That's like Watchmen, right? TikTok. <laughs> exactly. No, it's something with videos. <laughs> Yeah, I, we'll, we'll, I know, we'll but it, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but the whole Watchmen thing with TikTok makes me go, I really don't want to be on that. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Nothing good can happen from that. No. Yes. TikTok, TikTok. Uh, but to keep things easy, breezy, you can follow Peer Fandom on Twitter and Facebook as well. Oh, and you, if you want, you can email us at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com. Awesome. I forgot that email address. Yeah, sounds good. All right. What was this episode about? Wow, this episode was about a lot because remember we're 300 years into the future. Well, part of us. Give or we'll take. Get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, this episode was 501 because it's season five already. I'm so proud of this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, season five, episode one, Do Something Crazy. It was written by Henry Alonzo Myers and directed by Chris Fisher. Magic has returned, but the realms are in overload with just how much. Quentin's friends all deal with his loss in very different ways. Penny gets a new assignment. Margo and Elle are stuck 300 years in the future with us. Yep. Things work differently in Fillory. Yeah, they're, they got uh, completely thrown off time-wise, and it's not the Fillory that we knew uh, when uh, Margo was banished, right? No. no, not at all. Totally, totally different. Totally, totally. Uh, right off the bat, I was kind of confused, like, how much time had passed since the last episode on, you know, in real world uh, since I'm- Q died. I mean, it seemed like... I don't know, about a month it only looked like? Maybe a month. But Julia's hair had gotten a bit longer. <laughs> I don't know, but it was enough time for Margot to see Endgame before they went to Fillory. Right. Somehow she snuck that in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's my girl. Uh, even Elliot. When did you get time to watch that? Come on. And why really. didn't you invite me? I know, right? You're busy running around the world with a demon in you, I guess. I had to take a movie moment. Yeah, I need three hours. Yeah, and we do get the uh, good impression that now Penny 23 and uh, Julia are a little bit on the closer side. Yes. She is still upset with him for choosing to give away her magic, even though thanks to Quentin, she still has magic. Exactly. But Uh, her godhood is gone, and she's having some uh, issues, like kind of recalibrate. 
Yeah, I'm still holding out hopes on our God in the hood there. I think it's still there somewhere. It's just just another plot thing waiting to happen at some point. Uh, with this show, anything could possibly happen. Right, like crazy magic meteor showers. That. I mean, look, magic is in overload right now. Well, we have school, and their attendance is through the roof, and they have all these new travelers coming in. Mm-hmm. And so much so that they make Penny a professor, because why? <laughs> They're all... The other professors are dead, <laughs> sadly. Yeah, they went through a very hard time last year. Yeah. So, And that's the part that cracks me up because, you know, Penny just signs the contract with Dean saying that he's going to, you know, go ahead and teach some people and doesn't know he got suckered into being a professor. Uh, I loved it when he was initially talking to the kids in his class and, you know, basically, you know, being a traveler sucks. You can end up in a volcano and die. And then... The moody bro in the whole class just made him peace out, and he left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to know all the downsides first before you start the actual traveling gig. Right. I mean, he, he went back later to fix it. Well, after the dean was like, hey, you can't get out yeah, of this. You signed the contract. Yeah, you're, you're out of luck. You can't leave. You're you're stuck here, and this is this What is, is with doing. our pennies and signing contracts and not know what they're signing up for? I know, right? Who gets a fine print? Everybody who clicks in a user agreement at the end of things, click. Yeah, it's too long. You know that, Brad. You don't read them. <laughs> no, not at all. Who does that? Uh, I have done it in some things, though, on Reddit, and it's really amusing, but, you know. Yeah. Well, you should. I know some companies will put, like, little funny things in, and I think one of them had a contest where they were giving away money for it to whoever actually read the fine print. There was a thing, I think it was like in one of Microsoft Windows 3.1 or something like that. It said, don't use it uh, to run nuclear machinery. (laughs) (laughs) There was something nuclear in it. I was like, I don't know which one. It was one of them. I cracked up because I like had to pull it up and show it to somebody a long time ago. But yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yep. You don't want to have things blow up. Okay. So we got to go to Fillory here for this. Yes. Go to Fillory. Now... It's nice to see how things change in Fillory as they went on. Now, you remember back in like the first season or so that they talked about how things moved differently there mm-hmm. when uh, the the children were going. Yeah. And how they would go there for a while and time in real world moved differently. Yes. And then we kind of got away from that because, you know, plot lines. <laughs> so them showing up in Fillory and finding out it's 300 years later – with magic being weird and stuff like that, it kind of made a lot of sense. And it was very different. I thought, I was like, this is this is going to be fun because we've lost a lot of the stuff that's already happened only to find out that, um, yeah, it wasn't so good for the uh, acting king and queen. Well, it kind of makes sense then that magic was uh, so, because magic was really weird, like with the, with the water. <laughs> right. You, you you get what I'm trying to say. What is what was his name? Umber, Uber. Umber. Yes, like when Umber polluted like the magic uh, in Fillory. So when, that it makes sense that time wasn't flowing like it usually did, and it threw off the whole timeline of everything. When Umber so took now, a crap in the well of power. I yes. mean, I just said polluted, but yeah, he did take a crap in the well. <laughs> just that's. Pretty much what it was. He, he, yeah. He left his, his, how did he? His, like, essence? his essence? He left his essence. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of it. And it was really God. bad to clean up, too, because remember, it was a whole lot that he left in there. God, yeah. Yeah. 
So, yes, that threw off the whole thing with the time. That's why time acted differently, like, once he polluted the well and thereafter. And then, of course, the gods turned off the power. Yep. And then it got turned back on. And, yeah, all that stuff happened. Yeah. Whole so this happened, and, like, it's back into overdrive. Mm-hmm. Like, is it even 300 years in the future anymore? I, it's still there. I mean, There's still 300 years, I think. Yeah, because okay. well, they are because we saw the play. But more importantly, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Elliot and Marco find are are uh, found by another group of merry wanderers who are cosplaying. <laughs> As <laughs> uh, Finn and Josh. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. was there a Quentin too? I think so. Yeah. Oh, in the play. Yeah, in the play there was, and you know, the, she immediately likes it. Oh, you're. Dressed up as Margot, and you're dressed up as like drunk Elliot. <laughs> the best part ever. Your costumes are perfect. We're being cosplayed. Huh. Who knew? So they go into uh, Fillory and they find out the play about the children of Earth ruining Fillory. Which makes sense. Yes. And according to the play, the Takers came and. Uh, oh, hold on. It was the great unshackling. Yes. The unshackling of Finn and Josh, they didn't do well. Yeah. Their reign yep. was not so long. Uh, oh, was it Fresh Prince Josh? Yes, it was Fresh Prince Josh, <laughs> yes. But the Dark King showed up and took over the fillery there by banishing the Takers, and everything was good, and the people killed Finn and Josh. Oh, no. And we can't forget the fact that Bambi and Josh had a thing going on last season. Yeah, they were in love, and Elliot kind of missed all that. Mm-hmm. And then what did Margot say about uh, fixing everything that went on? She was going to bury Al in this ship. <laughs> no, in-game. I know, oh. same thing. <laughs> but you know, it's, when did you have time to watch in-game? Yes, the good question. I missed those two last season. I love the entire ensemble, but there is just something about Elliot and Margot. Like their friendship and like just their like pitter patter back and forth. They have the best, funniest lines. Oh, definitely. And Margot's the one that already has a plan to find the dwarves and dial the clock back 300 years to stop everything. Uh, yeah. She had already started because on this. We found an even, even bigger fan of the books. Mm hmm. Than Quentin, or like, I, I really wish now that we'd gotten time for Quentin and uh, Margo to sit down just to talk about the books for them to fangirl out together because apparently that was the thing, right? Uh, yeah, that would have been fun, right? So, the journey to the center of the world was taken via slide, like As it, it should is. be, yes, exactly. Uh, they get down there, and the clock wharf wants a ham sandwich. Yeah, I mean, how are you going to come all the way to his house and not bring him an offering of ham and cheese? Well, he doesn't get out much, you know, and he's just, you know, spends his time eating cave mushrooms. Interesting mushrooms. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. And he pretty much goes on to explain that the fact they can't turn the clocks backwards. If they did, it would destroy Fillory. Right. Because I think, like, if they did it, like, it's 300 years. That's too far to go back. Like, they would be undoing so many things. Right. And it makes sense. I mean, that's a lot of stuff to undo, so. Exactly. Exactly. And even though they can't go back, Margo doesn't want to leave. Not only that, Elliot isn't showing his feelings all that much about everything that he's gone through. She does call him out about not being real with her about everything. 
I mean, seriously, right. he went through some crap there. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pulling Elliot. Like, he's mourning Quentin, but he's not really mourning him. Like, he's drinking and drowning himself, his sorrows, right. as Elliot has been wont to do before he became more responsible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then as Margot storms out, she's in the hallway, and a guard comes and takes her out because he sees her banishment brands. Oops. Remember those banishment brands that brought us that great musical episode? It was so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to go back and rewatch that again. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so here we go. Bambi is in jail, and with a flash of lightning, she sees Josh's ghost as he's there, but he can't see her. Poor Joshy. I know. It's just bad. I hope they fix that somehow. Me too. Back at Katie's house, uh, Sir Hograt, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, Sir Effington, it is. He's there. He came to bestow a quest to Quentin. <laughs> oh, you mean the male chauvinist pig? Yes, the male chauvinist pig, yes. Came to yes, bestow- I love that he was literally a male chauvinist pig. <laughs> Gross. But, you know, Katie just can't do it because, well, you know, she's... No, Julia. Ju- Julia. Oh, Julia just can't do it because she's uh, lesser... Uh, yeah, because uh, she has some lady parts. So, <laughs> uh, he did recommend the pelvic massage could help her out, though, and relieve her stress. <laughs> because she's in hysteria, dude. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Well, he also wanted a poor, have a draft of some additional cocaine. <laughs> yeah. I kind of really wish that Margot had been in, in on this conversation. Because oh. she just told our boy Elliot to grow some lady parts. And he's like, bitch, I would if I could. Yeah. Could you imagine how that would have gone? Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have liked to seen that one. Now, some of you may not know this, but actually medicinal cocaine was a thing before. Uh, yeah, because they put it in Coca-Cola. That's oh. why Coke is called what it's called. And you could get coca, uh, cocaine gum and all sorts of cocaine goodness. It was just goodness. Like, I've never done cocaine. I'd be like, Ugh! it's weird, scary stuff. Um yeah, it was all over back in the day, like everything else was, because that was medicine back then. You didn't have anything good to kill the pain. You had hardcore drugs that helped you out. Yeah, like opium dens were. Things. Yeah. Are they still open? It was a big wow. thing back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so uh, that pig, he's looking for who? Uh, Quentin. But Quentin is dead. Yeah. So. He's like, hey, you can do it, Julia. No, he had to go find somebody else to save the apocalypse. With a peen. Now, I was kind of wondering if the apocalypse that he was talking about was, since he was from Fillory, would have been them trying to turn back the clock 300 years. Uh, Could be. Maybe they do cause some mayhem. Are we going to know because he left? (laughs) I don't know. I thought it would have something to do with the overload of magic that's going on right now. Uh, It's hard to see. Because we saw Julia and... um, Penny, 23. Right. They went looking at the shooting stars and then it went kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. It was. Hmm. Yeah, no, because he has an artist friend who could control, I guess, that. And it was it was his art. Right. But it got wacky. So, yeah, I can imagine that much magic would be a bad thing. Right. And I guess the gods don't want to intervene again. It's yeah. like, hey. They're like, nah, it didn't go good, so good for us last time. We'll just skip this one. Right. Kind of like the dude who showed up at Katie's place that had his arm blown off 
as he was trying to get the magic spell to, you know, uh-huh. get his thing off. And Yeah, because the librarians were supposed to be helping them with that, but of course they didn't because they suck. Right. Uh, Katie could fix his arm, but the spell she was going to u- use was going to make him puke like a lot. And that was hilarious because as soon as it worked, he just started puking all over the place. <laughs> and yeah. And just so happens, ex-librarian knows where they can find a book to remove the spells that are on them. Because, yeah, the librarians aren't helping anybody. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, they found, find out that they've got corrupt people in charge, mm-hmm. and it all kind of falls apart. And our favorite librarian, she's AWOL. Yes, she is. She is. She's off doing her own little thing. Uh Let's, let's finish up with Katie and Pete here. They're off looking for a building that isn't around anymore. Mm-hmm. They see the residue from the wards that are still there, but everyone in, in the area has been mind wiped and they have no idea what building they're talking about. Weird, right? Yeah. Wonder if that's going to come up again. Probably so. It yeah. is the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um. So Alice is looking worse for wear at her house. Her mom's house? Yes, her mom's house. And her mom, uh, you know, shows up and needs help from her to pick up a flower uh, (laughs) because, yeah, she's trying to impress people like her mom does. But with magic being all weird, she can't really grow her flowers correctly anymore. But before that can uh, be done, Julia shows up and Julia helps her out by giving Alice one of Q's old books because she's having some serious issues without him being around. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what was in this book. I'm sure we'll find out at some point in time. But it kind of helped her out a little bit, it seemed. Well, Julia went to Alice to try to figure out what was in the book because she was trying to start the quest without the help of that chauvinist pig. That's right. Yes, because according to chauvinist pig, you know, they needed a hero with a pork loin. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, Alice was at the library trying to open up a book or re- re- reveal well, the pages the li- on the book. One of the librarians, our awesome Katie from Firefly. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. Uh, she recruited Alice because apparently uh, someone had messed with one of the indexes and kind of uh, left it all tangled up. And they needed someone to unlock the magic there. So they, they I guess, because they couldn't really figure out where different books were. Right. Yeah, because it was all blank, and they didn't know where anything was. Exactly. And, cause, and it was spellbound, too. And so Alice was doing her own magic, and she was taking her time doing it. And I was wondering what was going on with Alice's magic, with unraveling everything. Until she sent our librarian friend off, and all of a sudden she just started working her fingers, as we've seen her do in the past. Mm-hmm. And she unlocked that bitch, like, quick. Yep, and then, yeah, she's just making her magic look a little bit harder than it was actually was for her. Exactly, because she wanted the, the chick to go off because Alice needed to steal a book. Of course, we saw what book that was later. Yep. What book was that? Was that Q's book? Yeah. Yeah. So she runs off, grabs a book, runs away. I wonder why she needs Q's book. Hmm, I don't know. Um. Do we mention the fact that Dean Fogg said earlier that all the living clay had been stolen? Hmm. I wonder if that'll come into play later. I missed that. Yeah. He kind of mentioned it at the penny when he said, oh, break bills is kind of blowing up. And uh, 
Back at Alice's house, her mom talks about to her about grieving, and she tells Alice to do something crazy if she has to get through it. Down in the magical basement, Alice works with some crazy-looking uh, clay there, and there's Q's book that she took from the library, and yeah, living clay. I'm like, wait a minute, is Alice making a voodoo doll? No. Are we doing a zombie, zombie cube? Is that what we're doing? No. She's got the living clay. Do you not remember the Margolum? <gasps> I do! <laughs> yes! Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, I'm sure this is going to come up later. But yeah, the, the Margolum. Remember uh, Todd was saving the copy of Margo in the closet for um, storage? Um, <sighs> quote. <laughs> Air quotes, storage. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh Julia uh, pep talks Penny into going back to break bills, and she decides that she's going to take the quest and solve it. So Penny shows back up and to correctly talk about how to be a traveler, and he takes him to another world even, which is kind of fun. You know, before that, the traveling kids didn't really know much, and he's like, here's a fantasy place that no one else knows about, and I hit out here before. Mm-hmm. At this point, one of Penny's students talks about hearing something from another world and he takes down his words to hear the signal which Bad causes idea. him to jump without wanting to never good yeah like never take down your words when you don't know what's coming sir right wow so that was about it for that episode you got anything else i think we hit on everything um i was very happy that the episode made sure it touched on all of our favorite favorite magicians mm-hmm. we kind of got to see where everybody was yeah, like that, it, it jumped us right back in the middle of everything, which I'm very happy with. I'm excited for this season. Right. I am, too. It was really good. I, I like the episode. A lot of lot of stuff there. I'm kind of worried about Finn and Josh. Me, too. 300 mm. years is a long time. Yeah. And, of course, if Elliot and Margo try to go back to um, to Brickbills from where they are now, like we don't know where they'd end up, right? Right. And they, well, they talked about that. They didn't know if they could come back again because they talked about right. using the magic tree as a portal. But they really didn't know what would happen if they left. Right. And, of course, that signal thing, that has to do something with the male chauvinist pig in that quest, right? Maybe? No? I don't know. They could be saying, hey, Penny, come get us. Uber Penny. Uber Penny. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) We will have to wait and see, I guess. All right. You got anything else? No. That's it. All right. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Van Helsing, Winona Earp, Krypton, 12 Monkeys, and a whole bunch of other shows. And there are also a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. And if you have any thoughts or comments on this episode, you can drop a comment below or hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or find Brad. Like, he's got some lifting things. Oh, he has a great project he's working on. Yes, uh, I do. His printer. It's really cool. Yeah, it'll be done next week. It's a long six-day print. If you watch The Mandalorian, you may have seen it on there. It's not the Mandalorian helmet. It's the heavy Mandalorian <laughs> helmet, which is even better because everybody's printing the Mandalorian helmet, but, you know. Because this is the way. Yes, this is the way. Everybody has a Mandalorian helmet. It's kind of humorous, actually, in some of the groups I'm in. It's like everybody's printing the same thing printing the heavy one it was a lot cooler anyhow <laughs> i'm done <laughs> Being geekish. all right until next time uh, until next time let's end game this bitch that's it for this episode 
Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.